your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 352 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. We've got a new podcast that will help get you hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. That song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. Definitely do so whenever you get a minute. And the big news for the Rangers is that Ryan Lindgren has signed a new contract with the team. He was slated to become a restricted free agent this offseason, and obviously that will no longer be happening. And we're going to dive into the details on that contract and why I think it's a great move for the Rangers. It's funny because, you know, Ranger fans, they're very passionate. They're very uh, unshy about sharing their opinion on basically any matters revolving around the team. This is one of those moves that I think that pretty much everybody is going to feel pretty good about. But we will get into that in greater detail in just a second. We're also going to be keeping an eye on David Quinn. I'm actually a little bit nervous about recording this episode here on Tuesday morning because I feel like as soon as I get done recording, we're going to find out one way or another whether David Quinn is going to be back with the Rangers next season or not because, you know, that's kind of been the rumor that we're going to find out about his fate today on Tuesday. Uh, We'll see if that's indeed the case or not. And if an announcement does indeed happen before we're done here today, we'll obviously uh, add that in at the very end and then probably get into it in greater detail in tomorrow's episode, whether David Quinn is back or not. Obviously, we're going to be talking quite a bit about it. So get into all that. We've also got a couple of Rangers who won team awards. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. And we got to give a big congratulations to the winner of the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy Hockey League. We're going to do all that today. But once again, let's start with Ryan Lindgren. Finally, some good news as it pertains to the New York Rangers, or at least what I consider to be good news, and I think most Ranger fans would probably agree. Uh, Ryan Lindgren, it should be mentioned, just won the Players' Player Award. This is given annually by the Rangers. It's voted on by the players, and it's given to the person who best exemplifies what it means to be a team player. And I think it's very well-deserved for Ryan Lindgren. He's somebody who goes out there, stands up for his teammates, plays the game with an edge, plays the game with some snarl, and uh, definitely willing to stand up for his teammates whenever the occasion calls for it. Probably leads the NHL in blood spilled. I mean, it seems like every other game, you know, he's got a cut or he's got some wicked bruise of some kind and just plays the game with his heart on his sleeve, and you got to respect that. It should also be noted that Ryan Lindgren is the first new winner of this award in quite some time because Jesper Foss had actually won it five years in a row before this year. Obviously, he moved on to the Carolina Hurricanes via free agency this past offseason. But uh, Ryan Lindgren, an excellent choice here by the New York Ranger players to uh, to win the award this season. Very well-deserved. Lindgren called it a huge honor having guys on the team vote for it. Obviously, there's a lot of guys that could have easily won this award, but I'm very honored. It means a lot to me. Very cool to having won that. And getting back to his contract here, uh, Ryan Lindgren, the deal is for three years worth a total of $9 million. This past season, just to kind of run through Lindgren's stats really quick, he scored one goal, dished out 16 assists in 51 games. He set new career highs in points. He had a new career best plus 20 rating, a new career high in shots with 65, a new career high in hits with 98. 
This new three-year deal is an escalating contract. It means he will make $2 million in the first year of the deal. He will make $3 million in the second year of the deal, and he will make $4 million in the third year of the deal. Although this contract carries a cap hit of $3 million in all three seasons. When the deal ends, Lindgren will be a restricted free agent with arbitration rights. And as I was talking about just a minute ago, I think, you know, Ranger fans, very passionate, very vocal, and not afraid to share their opinion on matters surrounding the team, but I think you'd have to look pretty long and pretty hard to find too many Ranger fans who think that this is a bad move. Most Ranger fans think that this team could stand to add some grit, some toughness, some snarl, and one of the best ways you can do that is to keep Ryan Lindgren in the fold because he obviously brings a lot of those things in spades. Very hard-nosed player, kind of a throwback. And to kind of compare him to some other Ranger-restricted free agents coming into this offseason, I think Ryan Lindgren, this was going to be the easiest deal to get done. It was basically just a layup because when you look at some of the other restricted free agents, and you can mention guys like Pavel Buchnevich, you can mention guys like Philip Heal or even somebody like Julian Gauthier to a lesser extent. When you look at these players, I think it's a lot more difficult to assess what their true value to the Rangers really is than it is with somebody like Ryan Lindgren. Because with Lindgren, you're banking on toughness. You're banking on grit. You're banking on... Uh, you know, the ability to kill power plays. You're banking on him going out there and standing up for his teammates. You're banking on him giving the Rangers some much-needed snarl, which is one of the things he's best at. And all those things that I just mentioned right now, they don't really slump, or they at least don't slump to the same extent that scoring could slump in the NHL. And that's where it becomes more difficult to assess the true value and how much money that guys like Pavel Buchnevich, guys like Philip Hedl, guys like Julian Gauthier should be making. They are all restricted free agents. And with Pavel Buchnevich, you guys know, no, I mean, I've been saying for really ever since this podcast started, I'm definitely a fan of Pavel Buchnevich. I think uh, he definitely does have some upside. And I'm big on players that continue to just get better and better and better every season that goes by. And I think Pavel Buchnevich certainly fits the description there. He just had a different look in his eyes this year. I mean, we could talk about the stats all that we want, but he just he was out there with a purpose every single game. He thought that he was going to score, and he thought he was going to be a big-time contributor to this team. And lo and behold, it was the best season that he's had as a New York Ranger. But again, he's one of those players that continues to get better and better and better. But having said all that, I think it still is difficult right now to know for sure exactly how much Pavel Buchnevich will be worth going forward because is he for real this year? Is this the kind of production that we can count on from Pavel Buchnevich season in and season out going forward? Or was this maybe the best season of his career? I mean, I don't think it will be, but I think that possibility at least exists. So yeah, I think it's just a little bit tougher to determine the value of a player like Pavel Buchnevich than it is to determine the value of a player like Ryan Lindgren. Same thing for Philip Hedl. Philip Hedl, we've seen him get off to uh, some strong starts over these last couple of years, and he's still very young, just 21 years old. But Philip Hedl, it's kind of becoming a trend that every single season he starts hot, he looks like he's uh, really going to have a kind of a breakthrough season, and then he fades. And obviously this year, he was done no favors by the fact that after just five games into the season, he was lost with an injury. So that obviously kind of slowed him down. He came back. He was mostly on the third line. He had played some time in a top six role early in the season, but he's on the third line and the prediction just dips. And it's not like he had a terrible season, you know, 22 points in 42 games. That's not too shabby for a young player playing on the third line. But again, he teases you because every single season he gets off to a nice start and just kind of fades as the season progresses. So what is Philip Hedl's value to the Rangers? That's going to be difficult to assess for this team. And same thing with Julian Gauthier. I mean, Gauthier, I don't think he's going to break the bank, but 
if you're the Rangers, I mean, do you still believe in him? Do you still think that there's some upside there? Do you still look at his career minor league numbers and think that sooner or later he's going to score like that or at least close to that in the NHL? Difficult to say. But again, with Ryan Lindgren, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find too many Ranger fans who are upset about this deal just based on the style of hockey that he plays and the fact that it's not going to slump. And if you're Ryan Lindgren, I think you got to take this deal as well. I mean, you're, you just got a significant raise. Ryan Lindgren was only making six figures last season. 925k to be exact, and now he's got $9 million coming his way over the next three years. So I think it's a tremendous deal for both sides. Well-deserved by Ryan Lingren. Can't say enough good things about him. We're going to continue to talk about this deal in just a second. And like I said, we're also going to keep an eye on the David Quinn situation. There are rumors that, of course, the Rangers could be making a decision on whether he's going to be the Ranger coach next season or not. And we're also going to be getting into a couple of other team awards that some New York Rangers have won since the season concluded. And we will be doing all that in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Something else that I love about this signing is that it means we're going to get at least several more years of the Adam Fox-Ryan Lindgren pairing, likely as the Ranger top defense duo on the team. I mean, they've obviously been firmly entrenched in the top four, really the top two, uh, just about ever since they debuted. I mean, Ryan Lindgren had a little bit of a longer path to uh, achieving that role as one of the uh, top defensemen on the Rangers because... He was kind of unheralded when he came into training camp last season. Not too many people were really talking about Ryan Lindgren, and he actually started the season last year with the Hartford Wolfpack. But before long, he got an opportunity. He took the bull by the horns, and he was pretty much on the Rangers to stay after that. And again, this is something that I've mentioned in the past on this podcast, but I just love the dynamic between Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren. Adam Fox, like I said, for my money, he's the best defenseman in the NHL. I think he absolutely should win the Norris Trophy this season. At the very least, you got to figure he's going to be one of the finalists for that award. Just a completely dynamic two-way defenseman, strong in all three zones. Ryan Lindgren, kind of a throwback player. Again, brings that toughness, brings that snarl that we like so much. And I just think they complement each other very well. And if you guys remember, I said as recently as this past offseason that Fox and Lindgren, that combination has the potential to be the Rangers' best defense pairing since the days of Brian Leach and Jeff Bukaboom. And I do not say that lightly because there have been a lot of great Ranger blue liners since then. You know, Ryan McDonough, Dan Girardi certainly both come to mind. But I stand by that comment. I do think that potential exists for this pairing. They're both still just 23 years old. They're both going to just be entering their third season of play in the NHL. And you've got somebody, Ryan Lindgren, who looks like as safe of a bet as there is to continue to be a rock-solid player for this Ranger team. And you've got Adam Fox, who 
for my money, once again, the best defenseman in the NHL. So I'm very, very excited about this pairing going forward. And that's not to say that they're going to play every single game uh, together on the same pairing from now until the end of time. They might break them up at times. Actually, toward the end of this season, they split the two of them up because injuries kind of forced their hands. They had to mix and match on the blue line a little bit. They had a lot of young defensemen like Zach Jones, Charmo Rayunanen, uh, just kind of making their debut, getting their feet wet at the NHL level. But yeah, I mean, I love this pairing and I really do think that kind of upside exists for the two of them to be the best Ranger defense pairing that we've seen since Brian Leach and Jeff Bukaboom. And something that I mentioned in the offseason was that, you know, you could sign me up for Fox and Lindgren to be the Ranger top duo going forward for the next 10 years. I sold this combination short, man. You know, they're only 23 years old. 10 years from now, they'll be just 33. If you want to sign them up for the next 15 years of being together on the Rangers, I think that's probably a pretty good deal as well. So I will look to see how it all plays out. Obviously, Ryan Lindgren, this is just a three-year deal. So he will once again, like we talked about, be a restricted free agent with arbitration rights at the end of this contract. But yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled to have him back in the fold here. And it's funny because when this uh, deal was first announced, you know, in my head, just for a split second, I think like, oh, Another nice move by Jeff Gorton. Yeah, it was not another nice move by Jeff Gorton because he's out of the picture now. But you got to give some props to Chris Drury here as well. You know, Drury uh, in a difficult spot because he was very complimentary of John Davidson. Jeff Gorton really put them over as uh, just the ultimate professionals and guys who were great at their job. But then at the same time, he's got to step in and uh, take over as both the GM and the president. But for as far as we can tell, you know, this is the first move that Chris Drury has made. It's a very safe move, but also a very strong move for the Rangers and their future going forward. So uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that Ryan Lindgren signed this contract. Uh, you guys can probably tell anyone who's listened for any amount of time that he is kind of a personal favorite of mine, and I'm just very, very excited to have him back in the fold and very excited to see what Chris Drury does next because Igor Shesterkin, restricted free agent, same with Pavel Buchnevich, same with Philip Hedl, same with Julian Gauthier, uh, Libor Hayek is a restricted free agent. Brett Howden, Philip DiGiuseppe, also restricted free agents, and Brendan Smith, an unrestricted free agent. So we'll see what the Rangers' next move might be. And of course, we'll keep an eye on all these impending free agents and, you know, what the Rangers might look to do as far as re-signing some of these guys, as far as trading some of these guys, as far as just letting some of these guys walk. Going to be a very, very interesting offseason, but I think this is a great place to start. This is a very fair deal for both sides and one that seemed to get done very quickly and very painlessly. I mean, we're less than a week from the Rangers season ending and uh, Ryan Lingren already signing this new three-year deal. So very, very excited about it. I think it's a, a great first move by Chris Jury in his tenure as the new Ranger general manager. And I think the fact that we basically stole, not even basically, we did steal him from the Boston Bruins. It's just the cherry on the cake because, you know, the Bruins, they got Rick Nash in a trade with the New York Rangers. Rick Nash only played 11 regular season games and 12 playoff games for the Bruins before he had to retire due to some injuries. Uh, the Rangers in return for Rick Nash there. And, and keep in mind, the Bruins, again, they only got Rick Nash for 23 games. It's not like they won the Stanley Cup that season or anything like that. The Rangers in return for Rick Nash... They got a first-round pick in the 2018 NHL draft. They ended up trading that away. That's fine. Do what you got to do. But obviously, they also got Ryan Lingren. He was a second-round pick by the Boston Bruins in 2016. The Rangers also got Ryan Spooner, who they then traded to the Edmonton Oilers for Ryan Strom. So they killed the Oilers in that trade, that subsequent trade, as a result of this deal that sent Rick Nash to the Bruins. And then also in this deal with the Boston Bruins, the Rangers got Matt Bolesky and a seventh-round pick from the Bruins in 2019 that they then traded away as well. But again, Rick Nash, 23 total games for the Boston Bruins, and the Rangers end up getting 
Ryan Lindgren, and by proxy, they also end up getting uh, Ryan Strom. So just absolute highway robbery. You got to love that. You got to love the fact that the Rangers did that to a pretty heated rival. And again, this contract that Ryan Lindgren just got doesn't really prevent the Rangers from doing anything else that they want to do this offseason. I know a lot of people are on the Jack Eichel train. Obviously, if the Rangers are able to acquire Jack Eichel in any kind of a deal, they have to also absorb his contract, which is paying him $10 million a season. So, you know, Ryan Lindgren, again, the way he plays hockey doesn't seem like the type of player that is going to be susceptible to slumps. It's all about defense. It's all about strong penalty killing. I think he could even play the power play. If you're really in a pinch, I know he's not, you know, necessarily the most enticing option to stick out there on the man advantage, but I get the feeling, you know, Ryan Lindgren, he ended up with 16 assists this season. He's not lost when he's got the puck on his stick. He seems to make good decisions. So I think if you're really in a pinch, if there's injuries, if somebody's underperforming, whatever it might be, if you had to put Ryan Lindgren out there on the power play, I think he could get the job done and at least, you know, keep the play alive. Not that he's going to be scoring goals right and left, but I think he'd be a good facilitator out there. And of course, he brings the toughness and the ability and the willingness to stand up for teammates. That kind of stuff, like we were talking about, does not really slump or it certainly doesn't slump the way that scoring can. So again, a fantastic signing by the New York Rangers here, really looking to have Ryan Lindgren sticking around in the fold for seasons to come here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. As I'm recording this episode, we still don't have any word on David Quinn as far as his fate with the Rangers, if he's going to be back next season, if he's not going to be back next season. I think in general, the longer that this goes, the longer that it takes for the Rangers to announce some kind of a decision, I would think that the more it tends to favor David Quinn or really any coach who's in this kind of a predicament, just because if you were going to fire him, I mean, wouldn't you have done it by now? You know what I mean? I mean, the Rangers, they wrapped up their season on Saturday. It is now Tuesday, and obviously Jeff Gordon and J.D. were dismissed with three games remaining in the regular season. I don't really know why the Rangers would be waiting around this long to announce 
David Quinn's firing. I mean, Chris Drury, he has been in place for some time now. If he was going to get rid of David Quinn, I would think he probably would have done it by now. That's not to say that it's a guarantee that Quinn's going to be back, but I think really with every passing day, with every passing hour, really with every passing minute, I think David Quinn's chances of staying with the Rangers at least through one more season tend to get a little bit better. And again, no guarantee that he's going to be back. That doesn't mean that it's set in stone. But the longer that this takes, I think the more likely it becomes that maybe he's back behind the bench next season. And I think deservedly so is something that we've talked about on here. If it were up to me, Quinn, JD, Jeff Gordon, all three of them get at least one more year to see this thing through. And they would get the opportunity to, you know, at least lead this team through all of the next regular season. And as we talked about before on here, if the Rangers finish next season and they're 10 or 12 points out of the playoffs, then I think we have to have a very serious conversation about Quinn, about Jeff, about JD. Jeff and JD are obviously already gone. But I think, you know, if we're up to me again, all three of them would still get another chance. They would get one more season. David Quinn, I think, definitely deserves that, just like the other two of them did and obviously will not be getting. But, you know, Quinn, give him one more year, see where everything stands. It really does feel like this team is about to spread its wings next season and probably be a playoff team. So we'll see. We'll obviously keep our eye on it. And one other thing that I wanted to talk about today is the Rangers winning a couple of awards. We already mentioned that Ryan Lindgren won the Players' Player Award. Adam Fox won the Rangers Team MVP award as voted on by the players. I think it's an excellent choice. You know, you hear MVP, and I'm sure a lot of our minds instinctively just kind of goes to Artemi Panarin because obviously he's a phenomenal hockey player. He was a finalist for the MVP as well as the Ted Lindsay Award last season, and I think he's just one of those guys who makes everybody around him better. That sounds like the definition of an MVP to me, and I think Artemi Panarin would have been a great choice as well. But Artemi Panarin did miss some time this year with the Rangers. He skated in 42 of a possible 56 games, while Adam Fox skated in 55 of a possible 56 games. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a case could definitely be made for Artemi Panarin, but the way I see it, if there's ever a year to give it to Adam Fox, this is the year. And when you factor in uh, the time played and the games missed, I think Adam Fox has to be the guy. Look, Artemi Panarin is going to win this award many, many times in the future, you would think. I mean, he's probably going to win this award at least another four or five times with the New York Rangers. And Artemi Panarin did, in fact, win the award last season. It was Mika Zibanejad the season before that. Then it was Henrik Lundqvist the season before that. And then Ryan McDonough, Henrik Lundqvist, Rick Nash, Ryan McDonough, and then there was, before Ryan McDonough won it, there was a seven-year stretch where Henrik Lundqvist was the team MVP. And then the season before that, Yaramir Yager with that insane year that he had in 2005-2006. But you get the idea. And Adam Fox, again, a fantastic choice to win the award this season. I think this is definitely the year to give it to Adam Fox, and he was the most valuable player. you got to be out there to really establish your value, and I'm not knocking Artemi Panarin. I mean, he went through a lot this season. Obviously, the political hit piece that was put out against him, and then, of course, you know everything that happened with Tom Wilson. He has to miss the last few games of the season as well. So uh, nothing against Artemi Panarin, but Adam Fox is the guy this season. You look at what he's done up against every other defenseman in the NHL. He still leads all NHL defensemen with 47 points, five goals and 42 assists to be exact. He's also a plus 19 rating and averaged 24 minutes and 42 seconds of ice time per night. He was a big, big part of the power play. He was a big, big part of the penalty kill. Yeah, that sounds like an MVP to me. So I think Adam Fox is an excellent choice by these players. And yeah, I mean, it, it was his award to lose this year. And uh, just a great job by the players recognizing uh, just how important Adam Fox is to the New York Ranger team this past season and also going forward. And then there was one other award and it went to Brennan Smith. This was the John Halligan Good Guy Award voted on by members of the media. 
The award recognizes a player for their cooperation with the media throughout the season, and it was actually renamed for John Halligan, who was the Rangers' longtime public relations director. Uh, he passed away on January 20th, 2010. So the award has existed since 1974-1975 when Ted Irvin was the winner, and then it was renamed in 2010. But Brennan Smith won it this year. It was Chris Kreider the year before, then Mika Zibanejad, then Brady Shea, then Rick Nash, then Ryan McDonough. Derek Stepan, Mark Stahl, Dan Girardi, Brian Boyle, and Ryan Callahan. But yeah, you know, I think it's another great choice. Obviously, these are very unique circumstances in which the media has to talk to the players. I mean, it's basically just a giant Zoom call. They can't really be in the locker room. And Brand Smith was uh, one of the guys who was answering the questions pretty much night in and night out for this Ranger team. Took all the questions answered them thoroughly, seemed very cooperative. I think he's an excellent choice here. Again, the media had to talk to players under very unique circumstances this past season, but again, I think Brandon Smith did a really nice job there, and you know, somebody who it could go either way as far as him being back with the team next season. I put it at basically 50-50. There are rumors that the Rangers are looking to add a veteran defenseman because if you looked at these blue liners at the end of the season, I mean, there was no experience whatsoever outside of Brennan Smith. Obviously, you know, the Rangers brought in Jack Johnson in the offseason. I really don't think he's going to be back. And Brennan Smith was really the only guy with any experience. Now, it certainly seems like Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox are wise beyond their years, and you could maybe even say that about Keandre Miller to a lesser extent, although he did seem to fade a little bit down the stretch this season. But bottom line, the Rangers certainly don't seem to think it's a bad idea to have at least one experienced defenseman back there, in addition to Jacob Truba, who just recently turned 27. But my message to the Rangers as it pertains to that is don't overthink this thing. If you're going to bring in a free agent defenseman who's basically on the same level as Brendan Smith or maybe even just slightly better, then why do it in the first place? Just bring back Brendan Smith. I think that's the way to go here. He's obviously very familiar. He's always spoken very highly, loves being a New York Ranger, actually thanked the Ranger front office for not trading him when the trade deadline rolled around this past season. And listening to his comments that he's made since the season ended, it certainly sounds like he wants to be a New York Ranger going forward. So we'll see if the two sides are able to strike a deal, if the Rangers want to bring him back, or if they'd like to go in a different direction. But again, if you're just going to make a lateral move, if you're going to let Brennan Smith walk in free agency, but bring in somebody who's basically on the same level as Brennan Smith, then I see no reason to do that. Just bring back Brennan Smith. This is a classic case of don't overthink this. Uh, but that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, obviously, going forward, we are going to be continuing to track the David Quinn situation. I think tomorrow what I'll do is an episode where we sort of list the pros and cons of bringing back David Quinn. As far as I'm concerned, he does deserve at least one more season behind the bench. So that's a little bit of a spoiler, I suppose. But we'll look at it as objectively as possible because I do hear some Ranger fans out there who would like a different coach. And of course, there are some Ranger fans who are firmly in David Quinn's corner and they think that he should be brought back. So we're going to represent both sides in tomorrow's episode. That's, of course, assuming that the Rangers don't come to a decision on David Quinn's future between now and tomorrow. And that's also, of course, assuming that the Rangers don't make any other noteworthy news, noteworthy transactions, whatever it might be. But yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Uh, the only other thing I want to do is give a big time shout out to our 2020-2021 Lockdown New York Rangers Fantasy league champion that is the Topeka Tiger Sharks coached by Joe. Joe finished in second place in the regular season with a record of 75, 39, and 16. He's got a roster of David Krejci, Patrice Bergeron, too many Bruins, man, uh, Ryan Nugent Hawkins, Andres Perlat, Kirill Kaprasov, Travis Konechny, Chris Letang, Alex Angelo, Darnell Nurse, Josh Morrissey, Jared Spurgeon, Nick Ritchie, Igor Sharangovich, Paul Stastny, and Andre Vasilevsky. So a big congratulations to Joe for bringing home the trophy this year. Your gift card is en route, and you are now invited to join me for an episode of Lockdown New York Rangers. So if you're listening to this, uh, definitely just send me an email, send me a Twitter message, uh, whatever 
way you can to get in touch with me, and we'll figure out a day for you to come on here and uh, talk some Ranger hockey and talk about uh, your triumph over 19 other fantasy hockey teams. So congratulations again, and thank you everyone once again for tuning in to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, why is it Tebow time in Jacksonville? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.